Welcome to episode 30. I'm 30 in a few months, actually. That kind of stresses me out thinking about it. Speaking of stress, are you a human? Yes? Well, today's episode is for you because we are talking all about stress and how it works inside the body and virtually every human experiences stress, even if you're the chill, relaxed type. And it's not just acute, but the chronic kind. And it turns out most people don't even know what to do about it. How convenient for you that we have a stress expert on the show to tell you the ins and outs of it all, along with some tips and tricks to get it out of the body. You ready? Let's dive into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? I hope you've had a green vegetable kind of week. I'm super excited, as usual, to hear from today's guest, whom founded her business and really found her life direction, having hit rock bottom herself whilst hustling in the corporate world. And in that journey, really developed a strong interest in utilizing nutritional and biological optimization methods to get things back on track. Who am I talking about? Well, in the studio today with me is Mahela Ragush. She is a qualified naturopath with a passion for health, business, and overall success. She works with ambitious and driven business professionals to optimize their health so they are able to instantly be more productive in their business. She calls it feeding your wealth. Not only that, she has also worked with American celebrity doctor, Dr. Furman, on detoxification retreats, which is a fairly decent accolade in the health space. So, Mahela. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you so much, Maddie, for having me here. And before I get started, I would like to say, Maddie, your podcasts are absolutely amazing. I've seen you grow and your listeners, you are in for a treat. This guy knows what he's talking about and does an absolutely amazing job at what he does. Well, thanks so much for the listeners. It's uh, Mish is actually my good friend and my accountability partner. So we know each other really quite well. So thank you so much for those kind words. You are most welcome. You deserve it. Thanks so much. And likewise, I can't wait for everyone everybody to hear what you've got to say. <laughs> I am really excited. All right. So we're talking about stress today and particularly, obviously, with you, it's going to be in the corporate and business world. So my first question is, why do you focus on stress in the workplace and for business owners from a therapeutic standpoint? Well, to me, it just makes perfect sense. Like we all experience stress in every single aspect of our life. And I think specifically in the business place, in the business world, stress is not spoken about as largely as it should be. And I would love, love, love to place some light onto this topic. So in a recent review, um, workplace stress in Victoria, Australia, where we are at the moment, the significance of stress, in particular mental health, mental illness, cardiovascular disease, disease and other health problem has been confirmed and it costs Australian businesses a whopping $10 billion a year in lost productivity and sick days. And this is just talking about for employees. So imagine if you have your own business, how much money or stress costs to you. Um, this is due to your own health issues, which is clearly linked to stress. Did you say $10 billion? Yeah, that's right. That's insane. Absolutely crazy. And in 2012, a study published in the Journal of Public Library of Science, one, found that work-related 
exhaustion has been harmful effect on critical DNA in our cells. So research, what they do is they measure the length of the DNA section called telomeres, which you will know about, Maddie. Yeah, and f- longevity. Yeah. As big of a telomeres, yeah. That's it. And found that individuals with the most work stress had the shortest telomeres. So when telomeres become too short, as you know, and your audience the cells can die or become damaged. And this is linked to Parkinson's, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, everything that you talk about. Yeah, and and, uh, just with the mention of longevity, telomeres are strongly linked with life expectancy as well. So even if you don't get any of those horrible diseases, having damaged or shortened telomeres is likely to shorten your life. Yeah, exactly. And if you work in the business world, in the corporate world, you want to live as much as possible because you want to get your message out there and um, have the most effect in the world. So I myself have had first-hand experience in stress resulting in sickness, including lost in my own productivity for a few years. And if you know what, Maddie, if I only knew how to handle my stress, it would have been a miracle and I wouldn't have ended up where I did. Yeah, I, I totally relate to that. And I mean, it's taken me years to really understand the methods in which we can manage our stress effectively, I guess. A lot of people just think, I guess it's some esoteric thing and all we've got to do is not go to work or not engage in these stressful activities. But the reality is there are active things that we can do to lower those cortisol levels. A hundred percent. And this is why I talk about business and health. That is my absolute passion. And like you mentioned before, I'm qualified in both the business world and the health industry. Um, So it just makes sense for me to talk about these two, which are absolute passion. And I've got experience working with ambitious and driven businesses professional. I work with them to optimize their health. So they are able to instantly be more productive in their business, as you mentioned in my intro. And this includes um, me teaching entrepreneurs who want to build a prosperous business to eat nutritionally and be overall healthy. So they're able to understand what feeds their performance. Um, yeah. And I call it feeding your wealth. I love that line. Thank you so much. See, the, the, <laughs> the thing is, I think in the Western world, we're lucky enough to have access to social media and the latest science. And, you know, we're just hit with a ton of information about stress. So whether, you know, whether it be your job, your relationship, whatever it is, I think a lot of people know what's causing the stress. And they're just, we're all just in this, sitting in this place of like, oh, stress is a thing. All the things I do cause stress. But what is actually going on biologically? Because I think when it comes to emotions and stress might be considered by many an emotion, most people don't think about it biologically. They just think it's just a thing that happens and that's it. And I just have to deal with it somehow. But what's going on in the cells, like biologically? You are spot on. We all hear stress this, stress that, my immune system's low because of stress. Oh no, I'm stressed and things like that. But let's get into the science of it because I know your listeners would love this. Most of us has been drilled, drilled, drilled to understand the fight and flight theory when our sympathetic nervous system takes control, which prepares our body for stressful situations. Um, And we've been drilled into our blood pressure rises, inhibits salivation, our blood vessels constrict, we sweat more, um, stimulates a glucose production and release, our muscle strength increases and so forth. We've been drilled into that. But I want to make it, I want to go that step further and go through what actually happens when we're exposed to a stressor. So there are five little steps that I've put together here for you guys today and I want to go through them. So initially what happens is number one, we get a stressor. This stressor can be either physical or psychological danger. 
and it can be real or perceived. And this is where it is key. It could be real or perceived, okay? So the things that we make up in our mind do exactly the same thing as an actual real stressor happening to us in the moment, okay? So this could be financial worries, work pressure, relationship problems, and so forth. Stress is part of our life. The second thing that happens is in our hypothalamus, which is a small region located at the base of our brain near our pituitary gland. And what that does, is it releases CIH, which sends messages to a pituitary gland, which is number three. And this releases ACTH, which then happens is number four, our adrenal glands, our cortisol is produced in our adrenal glands, and then number five, cortisol is released into our body. I don't know, that was like, wow, a bit too sciencey. But essentially what happens is we get a stressor and all of these reactions happen. And with cortisol happening, this continues to happen until we reach a level that our body decides to switch it off. So next time you are stressed about your monthly goals, you know exactly what's happening inside your body, which is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. There's, And I think the really important point for listeners to understand is that they need to look at the body as just a molecular or biological entity rather than thinking maybe about consciousness or any of that. Because in the cells, as you said, perceived, perceived and real stress from a molecular standpoint is identical. Your body has no ability to distinguish whether you're just thinking about stressful job or whether you're thinking about a past relationship or a past trauma that happened maybe when you were a child and your body is still molecularly doesn't know that it's not really happening. It's still producing the same chemicals. Yeah, 100%. And the key is, like you said, our body is designed to deal with acute stress and then it's meant to go away. However, we are living in a situation in a life on this world (laughs) where chronic stress around us is daily. Imagine the effect this is having on our body. So the key is to have an amazing adapt control response. So adaptation is absolutely key. Another thing that I wanted to mention also is put it in there. So this is quite interesting. According to a new study, stress may be as detrimental to our health as junk food. So researchers suggest that stress has the same effect on our gut microbe as junk food. So you might be eating the healthiest diet, but you might be stressed out and you might be doing the same damage. Yeah, and I I feel like that comes back to the same thing, is that the molecular environment is, is just the molecular environment. It is what it is, and it doesn't matter if it's real or food or stress or it's just chemicals to the body. You're 100% right. Absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, so this is this is where cortisol comes in. So like I said earlier, if we have a good adaptation control response, we're able to deal with these daily stresses and we're able to switch off our stress system on and off when we need to and we're able to adapt to it. So if we balance our cortisol levels, we're able to increase our adaptation to stress. Yeah, I, I, as you probably know yourself, I talk a lot about um, evolutionary evolutionary biology and our adaption to these types of things over time. And I think, like, the, a good example is maybe like, you know, when a deer is being chased by a lion in a field. You know, five minutes after it's done that run, it is back in the field grazing. It's relaxed. So it's dealt with an acute stress situation. And us as humans, we are also animals and we're also designed for the same acute stress. We're genetically evolved to deal with acute stress. We, you know, it should be an instant 
scare moment or fear moment. And then within five or 10 minutes, once we've gotten to safety, we're back living our normal lives. But we haven't evolved Mm. genetically to deal with chronic stress, which is ongoing and producing all of these horrible outcomes that you're talking about. And it's resulting, I guess most people know the likes of insulin resistance with diabetes. We're getting people that have got cortisol resistance. And, you know, that's causing all the things you're talking about because we're not genetically evolved to adapt to that. So can you tell us a bit about I guess, being in a cortisol-resistant state because it's incredibly common. Yeah, look, I'm glad you mentioned that because cortisol resistance is an actual thing. And let me run through the symptoms of cortisol resistance first so um, our listeners can see if this is something that they may have. Um, the ones that I mentioned are just some of them. So I'll go through them. Some of them can be weight gain, fatigue, anxiety, depression, fertility issues that we see so often. Lowered immunity is an interesting one. This is, can also include the people who do not get sick and this is because your immune system is dampened. So all those people that are like, oh, my immune system is absolutely amazing because I don't get sick – that may actually be a bad thing. Memory issues for us um, working in business, that is an actual huge issue. Brain fog, no energy, blood sugar levels, migraines. I could go on. So these are some of the things that can happen in a cortisol resistance stage. But let's look at what happens in the body because I know your audience loved it, loves this science thing. So I did a yeah, bit absolutely. of... absolutely. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> That's why I did a bit of research. And I want to dig into it a little bit deeper and I hope we've got a bit of time. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So cortisol may be released due to your stress state, what I mentioned earlier, all those steps that you go through. And what happens is the receptors are there to catch those cortisols. And if you have too much of this hormone going around, the receptors are in there all the time and your body adapts to it. Too much cortisol is actually unhealthy and so is too little. Um, So your body starts to resist it and it's actually called glucocortisol receptor resistance. So thus the receptors is not accepting the cortisols, which is actually bad because these results into you losing the benefits of cortisol. Yes, there are benefits of cortisol. Such yeah, as, it's totally been demonized in the media. Yes, exactly. So the benefits of cortisol are immune control, anti-inflammation, anti-inflammatory effect, and regulating blood sugar in your body. And, and because of all this, they all go out of control, which is a bad thing. So getting ready for this podcast, I, um, I came across a study which looked into cortisol resistance. And I want to talk about this particular study because it's really interesting and it takes our traditional concept of how stress contributes to disease and turns it upside down. That's right. We're going to get into that today. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. I'm excited. Reframing these ideas. I love it. I know. I knew you would love that. Um, So I think most people think that Stress causes disease by dysregulation of the HPA axis. That stress acts simply on elevating cortisol levels. Um, And at least that's what it says in the current scientific literature. So in this new paper and other recent papers, it actually suggests the sensitivity of cells or the target tissue of cortisol is the most important, not the level of absolute cortisol levels. So the cortisol resistance, which is a decreased insensitivity of immune cells to hormones like cortisol makes it more difficult to shut off the inflammatory response. Okay, so let's put that into simple language. <laughs> into English. Yes, let's put that into English. So so when you're – we'll go back to insulin resistance, what you spoke about earlier. So when you're insulin resistant, you're, you're producing enough insulin. 
but your cells are resistant to the effects of insulin. So insulin's knocking on the door and nobody, nobody's inside or nobody's um, answering the door. It doesn't get open. So insulin can't perform its function. So in this study, it suggests that a similar, similar phenomenon is happening with cortisol. That's right, similar to insulin resistant. So it's not high levels of cortisol that are contributing to an increased stability of this disease, but instead the insensitivity of cellular receptors to cortisol. That is the problem. Because one of one of cortisol's jobs is to turn off inflammation responses once it gets started, which is huge, 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 huge. I know you've spoken about so many inflammatory diseases oh, on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And as as we're discovering through research, inflammation is usually the precursor to virtually every negative thing that happens to the body. Yeah, exactly. Diseases and illnesses alike. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you'll receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook, And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. A hundred percent, Maddie. So, so let's say um, you catch a cold because we're in Melbourne and it's getting cold. <laughs> um, inflammation is a natural response to this. Inflammation is not bad at all in an acute setting. Okay, inflammation helps us heal. The problem that happens when inflammation doesn't get turned off appropriately and it just runs wild you get chronic inflammation, which is a risk factor for all sorts of diseases. So it's not the acute inflammation that helps us heal. It's the chronic inflammation that's an issue. And this is where cortical resistance comes into place. So if you're a normal functioning person, um, define normal, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so broad. <laughs> what would happen is that you get a cold, okay, and then the uh, then cortisol produces this mechanism that turns off the inflammation, okay? So what these researchers have found is that people who are under chronic stress that doesn't work right, the cortisol gets secreted, but it doesn't activate these receptors. And then you get a runway of inflammation. And this has been shown in other studies. Um, so what they found is that cortisol resistant is present in spouses of brain cancer patients, the parents of children with cancer, and in people that are very lonely. And all of the population are known to be experiencing significant stress. So now think about 
this this is just a bit of a summary of the study. I could go into so much deeper, but think about what happens in your business or at work if you're stressed and what it is actually doing, not just to your work performance, but to your whole biological system. What is happening? Yeah, absolutely. And so when when you're saying the cortisol is being released, but the receptors aren't picking it up, is the inf- inflammation response to that, is that because it's just sitting around in the blood and it's not being collected and it's being treated as a toxin? Yeah. So look, what happens is the same as insulin resistance is the insulin is released and the receptors are just not catching it on because... They would usually catch it on, but what's happened is, is you've had cortisol pumping for so long, so many months, so many years. And the thing that we all need to understand is stress is accumulative. So you may have had stress yesterday, okay? And then you might be like, oh, it was yesterday's stress. There's nothing to worry about. Or it's stress that I had 20 years ago. Unless you have dealt with this stress and your body is in a state that it's able to adapt, you are not, you're not healthy and um, you just need to be able to balance your cortisol levels and be adaptable to these stress levels. I heard a really good uh, way of framing that from a friend the other day, actually, Mm. and it was the concept that all stress that enters the body must leave the body. And if it doesn't, yes. if it doesn't, and we and we're you know we're very we live in a very material world that doesn't focus on the right methods necessarily that allow us to allow stress to exit the body, that it just accumulates. A hundred percent. So this study that I spoke about, um, it's all new things coming out and it's all research. But the key still is to manage your stress. Every single study keeps affirming the importance of stress management and cortisol balancing. And this, and let's let's put the science on the side. But in everyday life, when we when we feel stressed, we are not ourselves. We are not able to function properly. We are not able to be the individual that we are. We're not able to be the um the partner the mother the father the the business owner whatever it is that you do we're unable to be that if we have so much stress upon us and you know um we're we're not developed to handle stress long term look maybe one day we'll adapt and turn into robots who are able to deal with <laughs> mental and physical ongoing stress maybe they can precode us for this stuff but until then um we need to deal with it yeah you're 100% right and um as I've already mentioned, I'm always banging on about evolution on the podcast and the reason that there's so many diseases that we have today that have not existed in the past is because, you know, in a 100-year period or maybe a little bit longer, we've been introduced to whether it be, you know, 70,000 new different man-made chemicals that cause disease or whether it be lifestyles or stresses. All of these things have been squeezed into the last 100 years, but genetic, the last genetic evolution happened 350,000 years ago. So we either have to turn into robots or genetically evolve, but it seems that genetic evolution probably won't happen for thousands of years. Yes, I could go on and on and on about this, but maybe we can do another podcast another time. But yes, you're 100% right and I feel you. I, I get exactly what you're talking about. So I guess for the listeners, so say you've got someone in front of you, which is likely to be many of the listeners of this show, um, and they're in a situation where they're experiencing chronic stress or maybe even cortisol resi- being in a cortisol-resistant state, where do you begin to take steps to sort of backwards from being a high stress to reduce the stress problem? Because people can't just change everything instantly because that's like a fad diet and I bang on about, you know, how fad diets are bad because there's radical bounce back and, you know, there's 
it doesn't really pan out the way people want in the long term. So what are some steps people can take to slowly reduce the impact of chronic stress? <laughs> well, yes, I'm glad you asked, Maddie. Um, look, I'm going to say reduce your stressor. No, I'm not. <laughs> because we we live in a world where, you know, me saying just just like, look, the key would be I would tell someone is go live on a farm meditate every day, have a loving and supporting relationship around you and a supporting environment, eat the right food. But So become we, a monk. Yeah, but we all know <laughs> that most of us most of us are unable to do that. Look, maybe 2% of your listeners are like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing and I want to do that and I want to hear from you if you are going to do that and <laughs> I'll come too. visit you wherever you are. Yeah, it'll be a nice little retreat we yeah. can go on. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah, if, if anyone is, let us know. <laughs> There's also um, the other thing, though, too, that um, – like stress strengthens the body. So to completely remove yourself and go off into the wilderness and just meditate every day and become a monk, you know, there's there's things that you might not be conditioned for because you're not exposed to any stress. Yeah, yeah, you, you're exactly right. So I'm going to scrap that and not say reduce your stressor because many of you, like me, I absolutely love what I do and I'm faced with stresses every single day. Um so I, I, I can put myself in your shoes. I know where you're coming from. I, I, I experience what you do. I'm experiencing what you do. Um, so the key is is to balance your cortisol levels naturally. And I'm going to name a few. Um, so deep breathing, as you guys would all know, meditation or prayer. Um, affirmations are amazing. Exercise, laughing. Oh, my gosh. Laughing is absolutely key. If you ever put on YouTube, like just laughing, people laughing, you just laugh at it and it just puts you in a better mood straight away. I've actually done la- <laughs> laughter yoga. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. I know. It's, it's, it sounds really bizarre and it's really awkward. I would recommend if you do it, oh, don't go it. with someone you know because it's such an awkward experience, but <laughs> it's so beneficial. And there's a heap of science behind it. Actually, the world expert for laughter yoga is in Melbourne. I should get him on the show. Yeah, 100%. I'm even laughing thinking about it. <laughs> we, so. should, we should go. We should go. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, so sleep is key, eating a nutritional diet, sun exposure first thing in the morning, avoid stimulants and things like that. And as I'm a naturopath, from a herbal point of view, there are so many beautiful herbs. I love, love, love herbs. Um, we can talk about herbs like licorice, with withania, known as ashwagandha, um, the, all the ginsengs, um, cordyceps from a nutritional point of view because I absolutely love, love, love nutrition also, vitamin C, zinc, magnesium, all the B vitamins. But look, this can all be overwhelming and I know you said what's one thing and so forth, but the thing is, is I can say, for example, let's say I can say vitamin C is key, but this isn't for everyone. You need to understand, um, I think personalised medicine is key, key, key. Um, and if you're stressed, I know that and I know this can be overwhelming, especially if you're stressed. And the key is to work with someone not just someone who knows their stuff, not just someone who knows all the research studies, not someone who knows the body, but someone that you click with, someone that you click with that you that understands you and is able to p- understand your body. Because at the end of the day, you are the one that is with your body 24-7. You're the only one that understands your body. No person who has ever studied the human body will understand your body more than yourself. So the key is, is to work with someone who understands your body nearly as much as you do. 
I could not agree more with that. And it's something I talk about all the time as well because there's so many different variables and, and the amount of belief that you give to each, each variable and its impact on yourself is different to the next person. So, you know, a single piece of advice on Instagram might be relevant for 10% of the population but <laughs> and it might be it's, it might be useful to 100% of the population but it might not be the leading problem or it might, be, might not be the causation for that individual. And I think people, uh, the important thing for listeners to take away is that they understand that they're multifaceted and that each of their variables, whilst being similar to others, carry different weights for themselves. You are spot on, spot on. So, in this conversation, from a biological perspective, what is the most important thing that listeners should take away from this episode? Well, so as we're talking about cortisol today, my key would be to balance your cortisol's levels naturally and allowing your body to just be so you don't so you avoid cortisol res- that state of cortisol resistance. Look, for me, it's not about reducing your cortisol, it's not about raising your cortisol. It is about working with your body to be in a homeostasis level, okay? We want we want your body to be at an optimal level so it's able to do cuz able to do what it's supposed to do, make you work optimally and perfectly. That's what your body is there to do. So it's all about knowing how to balance your cortisol, but balancing it naturally every day. So whatever stressor you're faced with, whatever financial bill, whatever project you're faced with, whatever business plans you have ahead for you, you're able to deal with it and you're able to achieve the best possible outcome. That I think that's an amazing result. And, uh, um, sorry, I think that is an amazing suggestion. And I think what you mentioned in there too about every day because our body, as we mentioned, is conditioned for acute stress. And if as long as we're in, uh, inputting methods to our every day to bring the stress down, that will m- more closely resemble acute stress rather than just consistent ongoing chronic stress. Exactly. And that's it, talking about the accumulation that I spoke about. If we release it every day, if we release that stress every day, it's not going to accumulate. Yeah, I think that's absolutely great advice, Mish. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really grateful for you taking your time out to share this with people. I think virtually 99% of the listeners are going to be benefiting from what you have to say and are in a stressful reality with themselves. So thank you so much. You're most welcome. I couldn't agree more. And look, you're not the only one. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I was stressed before this podcast. Um, um, my heart was racing. My pupils were dilating. I was sweating. Look, it happens. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to have a good laugh, hang around with amazing people, have a day to be me and maybe even go to the sauna and just balance my cortisol level. I love that. I hope that my day uh, consists of things like that too. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, so where can people find you online? Well, the key place that you can find me is lovely Instagram. Yeah, we're and all Instagrammers these days. That's right. I absolutely love it because you'll be able to connect with people that you would have never thought of. And um, I'm pretty sure I've got a few people that are listening to that I met or started talking to on Instagram. Um, so I really appreciate it. My my Instagram Hashtag, is that what you call it? At handle. Sign. Oh, handle. There Instagram you go. <laughs> handle. <laughs> My Instagram handle is mahela.raguj. So let's spell that out. I was going to say, let's spell that for everyone. <laughs> so it's M I H A E L A dot R A G U Z. 
Perfect. And for all the listeners, if you learned something from this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and tag both Mahela and myself on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out and we will be able to grow this podcast organically. And of course, as usual, I will put all of the information in the show notes. And actually, Mish has a bit of a freebie for you guys too. So, let them know what that is. Yeah, well, I'm so excited. So I'm passionate about health and wealth. So what I did is I made you guys a PDF where you'll be able to look at some quick guidelines so you can balance your cortisol levels naturally. It goes into detail about what is cortisol. And then there's a little quick checklist of how a few tips how you can balance your cortisol level naturally. And guess what? I'm giving it away to you guys and you're the first ones to access it. I haven't given it to anyone else. I thought I'd keep it for this podcast because I was so excited for it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I think everyone's going to really benefit from that. And having had a bit of a review of it, I think that people, it's written really well and people will really be able to relate to it. Yeah. So if you want want it, please contact me or Matty on Instagram. Um, even if you don't want it, just, you know what, DM me, send me a message. Let me know how you're going. If you have any questions, if you're in Victoria, let's catch up for a coffee. I'm uber keen to get to know you and your business. Sounds awesome. All right. So before we wrap up, and again, thank you so much for jumping on the show. Last one is what is the number one piece of health information that you wish more people knew about? Wow. Okay. Number one piece of health information that I wish more people knew about. That is being in the business world does not mean we have to compromise our health. I hear this all the time. Let's hustle. Let's hustle to two in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Let's wear ourselves out. That's not the way to run business. It's not the way to run a sustainable, healthy, wealthy business. In fact, let's use our health to increase our wealth and to increase our business. It would um, it would allow the ambitious individuals succeed in their business. It is hard being in the business world. So why would we make it harder for ourselves and make ourselves seek? Let's, Absolutely. Let's feed our wealth. Absolutely. Like, yeah, 100%. All right, that's perfect. That's a perfect way to end. All I'm right. so passionate about this. I could go on and on and on and on. <laughs> no, I love it. And we'll, we'll do some more episodes soon. But Mish, thanks so much for being on the show. I really think everyone got something out of it. Thank you so much. And everyone, please subscribe to this amazing podcast. Maddie is doing an absolutely amazing job. And behind the scenes, he puts in so much work. So you guys are able to listen to absolutely educational information. Ah, thanks so much, Mish. I really appreciate it. You're Thank welcome. You. No worries. Thanks for being here. We'll talk soon. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.